Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Incredibly excited. We're we're back after Man. I haven't seen you since 1941, and it's it's uh, I'm really excited to get this going again. Yeah, it's a, that's a 61 year layoff, and and uh, man, I had to really do that math. 81, fast in my actually, head. 81. 81. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. I said 41. Didn't did I say 41? It is. Man, oh, I was trying to do the math fast and I got it wrong. Uh, no, it has. We uh, we had a good we had I had a good time. Went to went to uh, Alabama for a week Ooh. and uh, down on the Gulf Shore, and then we went to um, then uh, so that was one week, and then the next week was uh, the Field of Dreams game. And I can't wait to talk to you about that. Yeah, I'm super excited about that too. So, but before we do the Field of Dreams game, let's just let's just get into uh, the official business that starts off every podcast, mm-hmm. and that is Reese's. Chris, this week we have a a variation of something we've already tried. But okay. Reese's is so prolific with putting out new stuff now. They th- this is something we've tried, but dialed up a notch i all right i'm liking this i've got i've got an idea but i'm not 100 percent sure i know so we tried the peanut butter lovers cups we did try the peanut butter lovers cups but we have not tried the ultimate peanut butter lovers whoa cups. this is so the peanut for those that may or may not remember it's the regular size cup mm-hmm. uh but the peanut butter lovers cup what just had a half of the shell yeah. was peanut butter and the bottom half was chocolate that's correct. So this is a full shell of peanut butter with peanut butter filling, normal size Reese cup. That's right. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, you know, uh, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of yeah. the, uh, what was it called? Peanut butter lovers. Peanut butter lovers. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what the ultimate peanut butter lovers is going to taste like. It's strange to pull out a tan disc. It is. You see that. You know what I mean? It's definitely different. Um, so, uh, all right. Here's what we're going to do here. So far, by the way, I only have one wrapper on this one. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I find that. So I eat these. I'm eating. I eat Reese's probably three times a day. Sure. Um, the big cups are the ones that have the issue. The little cups don't. They're pretty. You know, they've got that down. They've been doing it for a million years. Boom, 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 boom. Ready to go. The big cups are where sometimes I'll get upwards of 15 or more. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. You got the chew going, and I'm going to have you do something, but I'm going to wait until what's in your mouth is gone. All right, so this is Reese's Ultimate Peanut Butter Lovers Peanut Butter Cup, and we will rate 1 through 10 momentarily. First thoughts, go. Um. It's good. Definitely a difference. You wouldn't think it, it, the peanut butter cup, the peanut butter lover's cup doesn't look like it has much chocolate. So it doesn't look like it would make that much of a difference. This, I feel like there is a difference with a full outside covering being the peanut butter flavor. I really taste the difference in this one compared to the other one. First thoughts for me. Yeah. This is better than the peanut butter lover's one. You know what? I agree with you. I, I I don't know if it was the the limited amount of chocolate that threw it off, but the no chocolate 
in the peanut butter shell because I wasn't a big fan of the peanut butter shell on the last one, but I think it was yeah. the mixture of that peanut butter slash chocolate that really threw me off. Which for Reese's is is the key to success, mm -hmm. the, the peanut butter and chocolate. But there is a difference. There is some kind of difference uh, with that shell being partial chocolate, partial peanut butter, rather than the full peanut butter like this one is. Yeah, man, I, I like it. Um, Rating-wise, though, what do you uh, – I said, though, like I'm going to give it a low rating. I don't know what yeah, I'm going to give you. I know. Uh, what do you uh, What are you thinking as far as a rating, 1 to 10, 0 to 10? Do we decide 0 to 10? I always say 0 to 10. Okay. I mean, you can give something a 0. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right. So – I'm going to give this, I, I wish I could, I wish I knew what I rated everything. So I want to say I gave the last one we did was the, what was the last one we did? The mini cups, the mini cups. Mm -hmm. I think I did. That was a good one. Yeah. I think that was a good one. Maybe it wasn't. I can't remember either way. I'm going to go, I'm going to go nine, four, mm. nine, four. That's a good rating. I mean, most of my ratings are between nine and ten yeah. for any Reese's product, of course. When you drop below a nine, that's bad. <laughs> but but to get much worse, I think I gave a six out one time for something that I really didn't like. A Reese's eight is an everything else too. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. I would still buy it over anything else. Of course. You were a nine four. I think so. You can change it. No. I'm sticking with it. <clears throat> like like Jeff Brantley on the trivia game. Mm -hmm. Sticking with it. Um, let's say I'm gonna go with a boy, it's always influential when the when somebody goes first. You know, your rating is what were you thinking before I said that? I wasn't really thinking. Um, I haven't got much sleep this week. I don't I haven't thought much. I haven't used my brain. No. Man, um it's rough, Bob. <laughs> no, I uh I was probably thinking around a nine-ish, um, and I could go nine-one. I'm going to go nine-one. Wow. Okay. Nine-one. I'm, I'm pretty close. We're pretty close yeah, there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Nine-one. Well, while we're here, I'll tell you, because mm -hmm. this is a sports podcast, so we'll get past the Reese's. And let's move. We By the way, there's a ton of more Reese's out that I've been seeing lately. <laughs> yeah. We are not even close. Not to close. finishing this segment. I don't know that we ever will finish this segment. Maybe not. The, the, I the, found two things right off the bat that I I can that are almost everywhere right now that I could get. Okay. Um, the research and development staff there is hard at work. Yes, they are. Could you imagine how many Reese's products are probably closer to the Reese's manufacturing plant? Like you go to those places. That's where all the you know the surprises. You know the first issue. Right, it's all real close to to the that's city. True, there's regional, yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, there are regional releases all over the place. You're right, it happens all the time. I didn't think about that. Where is the Reese's plant? I feel like I should know that somewhere in Reese's, Kentucky. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's it's uh, the Hershey, uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. I would think it, Hershey owns Reese's. Does Hershey own it? Yeah, well, yeah, there you yeah. Go. Probably. I would think they make it somewhere in, in, yeah, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which you've been before, correct? You've been to Hershey, Pennsylvania? Nope. You've never been to Hershey, Pennsylvania. I've been to Hershey, Pennsylvania. That just feels like a trip that we need to go on. Yeah. My grandpa, my grandpa's 
mother. I think it was his mom. Was it his mom or his grandma? Mm. I think it was his grandma. Grandmother. So what would that be? My great great grandma. Yeah. Was part of the Hershey family. No kidding. Yep. And she got uh, excommunicated. She was a Hershey. She got excommunicated from the family because she married an Irishman. She ate a Nestle product. She married an Irish guy and a Nestle product. She married an Irish guy. Tom O'Nestle. I think he wasn't Catholic or something. And they kicked her out of the. He was a one-armed Irish sheriff. Wow. Was Was he the guy that killed? Harrison Ford's wife in The Fugitive? I don't know, but he, he was a one-armed former cop. Yeah, well, this, this dude was a one-armed sheriff, and uh, cool. the story's told that one day he had to uh, he had to arrest a guy, two guys or something like that, and he chased them into like a cave. No, not a cave. No, Whoa, thinking, that happened now. I was like, no, I'm thinking that. <laughs> but he chased them down somewhere, and when he finally caught him, he's on the horse, and he looks down at him, and he's got the gun in his hand, and he looks at him, and he's like, here's the deal, fellas. You're gonna cuff yourselves. <laughs> and the word word on the street is he threw the cuffs down to the to them to him and uh, they uh, cuffed themselves. Um, brought, may, <laughs> I feel like the fugitive is loosely based on that story. <laughs> and he uh, may or you know what probably happened is my grandpa watched the fugitive and it told me the story of his grandpa. <laughs> that 100 percent could be true. He watched HBO and Skinamax all the time. Dude, dude, the fugitive is on TBS every day. Oh, I, wa- I watch too. it so often. I love that movie. He, he, uh, that, he very well could have came up with that story <laughs> after that. That's a great story, though. But if he did. He's a good storyteller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently, you know, back in the day, sheriffs would just kind of roam around, and if they were they were out on a chase or something, they said, "Hey, I'm staying at your house tonight," and they stay at your house, and he stayed with the Hershey's, and one thing led Uh-oh. to another, and. uh you know, they kicked that chick out of the family. Man. So I got nothing when it comes in ways of uh, Hershey money. That stinks. Maybe uh, that is the reason for your love of the product. Well, could be. Maybe. In, I just in got a thing. natural taste bud for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. And, and we're, we're, we're blood relatives. So I wasn't blood relatives with your grandpa on that side. But, mm-hmm. but through we all share sort of a trickle-down blood thing. There's I a think. little DNA mixed yeah, in there yeah, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So I think we, I think that's why we both love Reese's so much. It's got to be. Man, that's a cool story. Uh, Hershey, uh, you know, Hershey, Pennsylvania, also the site of uh, Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. That's right. Um, hopefully, Dad listens to this and can correct the story. <laughs> I, You know, if it's a, if it's a story that, that like is a there there's a bunch of detail and it's a long story that can be told we got to have your dad on here to to confirm that story that'd be cool when my grandpa first had his strokes i used to try to record him on my phone when he would tell me a story so i could keep it yeah yeah yeah. that was like 12 phones ago dude i was like no idea where any of that's going why are you recording strokes not him having a stroke (laughs) so the very first thing i thought was like Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I feel like people would do that nowadays. Although I'll tell you, my, my niece was having these like mini seizures and um, when they would happen by the time the ambulance would get there or whatever, she'd be out of it. She'd be all messed up. She'd be a little messed up, but she wouldn't be, you know, seizing up. And uh, so the doctor said when it happens, record it. Wow. So my niece, my other niece like jumped in there with her, with her phone and just started recording her flipping out like flipper man 
the power of technology mm-hmm. huh, can help uh, in the medicine world. Hasn't had one in like two years or something, maybe longer. Wow. Yeah. yeah so, so they the got med- they got the right meds in her and everything's going good. Maybe the medicine was to start recording it. As soon as you know that you're being recorded, it's over. Yep. That it's something in your brain. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that's all. That's all I got for that. Oh, uh, so so speaking of dad, my dad. Yeah. So we got to go to the Field of Dreams game. So my my favorite part of the story of the Field of Dreams game. There's two stories that I like. Uh, one story is right before junior and senior came out, Griffey and Griffey junior and senior came out and tossed. First off, pretty funny. They dropped the ball, right? And yes. So did, now did he drop it because he, he get, he made him go in between. I mean, he, no, Gri- no. look, senior. look here, here, it's here, here, man. Just, yeah. just get out there. If you got to go a little low, get a little low. Tried to catch it in on the, on the, on the shoulder or something like that. And he like me and pop, me guys. and pops bit were tossing. Well, Pop said he had quite a few of those little turn the glove down, try to catch above your waist. That yeah. ball's above your waist, bud. Keep that glove up. Okay. Keep the glove up. Don't don't bring your hand in here. You're going, it's going, it's going, you're going to drop it. It okay. ain't gonna work that way. It's a windshield wiper, dude. <laughs> That's how you go, right there. Windshield wiper all day long. If it's here, you catch it here. Here, here. Don't don't know. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, besides the point. Good so coach. I hit my dad in the we're tossing. I'll get into that story. All right, so the Griffey thing started off. So first off, place packed, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, eight thousand people is not that much for a ball game, but it's a tiny place. And the movie field is even smaller, and that's where you go into first. And they're like, go toss in center field and do this, and you know. And there's dude, eight thousand people tossing with their dads. A lot of people, you know. What I mean, now all those people weren't tossing, but there's a lot like. Couple hundred people tossing in that little place is a lot of people. That's a lot. So you know, balls are flying around everywhere, and it's kind of crazy. Uh, you've got like eighty-year-old men tossing with their sixty-year-old kids and stuff, and it's some of the tossing was very comical. I had a lot of fun with. I had a lot of fun watching people have a catch, if you will. It's so hard for me to say have a catch because it's tossing, right? Where we're from, it's toss. Let's go toss. We don't go have a catch. And the more I hear people say it, the fewer people I hear say toss. I don't I don't know if I know anybody else that calls it tossing. Well, you don't know any ball players then because every baseball Maybe. team that I've had and every baseball team I went out and watched or watch a lot of little kid baseball nowadays, it's, all right, boys, go out in the outfield and toss. Hey, go over there and toss. Go toss. Go toss. Go toss. Well, you're telling that. No, I'm talking other teams telling their kids to do that stuff. That's just, I mean, it's just tossing. If you're playing ball, bro, you're tossing. You ain't having a catch. We grew, I, I, we never said having a catch growing up. I, and I remember when Field of Dreams, watching Field of Dreams and always feeling like I love, it's my favorite. We did our movie thing on this years ago, uh, Mount Rushmore. It's my number one favorite movie of all time. But that's the one part of the movie I wish they could go in and edit and just say, hey, dad. Want to toss? Do you want to have a catch? I'm telling you, I think most other parts of the country and maybe world, I think it might be have a catch. I I think it might be. It it seemed like Junior felt a little weird about even saying have a catch, but he had to say it because it's the line from the movie. Yeah, there was a a a poll I think on Twitter or something recently that was which one is it? Have a catch or? And then another one that I was like. Uh, that's yeah that's not how many people did they really have one of those those were the two options yep 
And I'm like, have nobody a catch else or throw or what was yeah, it like? Have let's a, let's have throw a, together. Something like, yeah. I like I know, was. like the kids will walk up to each other, like, "Hey, you want to throw with me?" But that's like that's I'm I'm good with that. Sure. But I don't know. Have a catch. Just it's never. It's always rubbed me the wrong way. Me too. So, uh, so speaking. So, so Griffey. So, did, so did you watch the game live? I did. Yeah. All right. So, before Griffey and, and junior and senior came out, was there? Because in the outfield for us, there was a big board, and I assume that's what everybody saw on TV. Was it Dan and Son catching on the movie field? Yes. Okay. So. If anybody else was watching this, I need to know. You need to get on the comments and, and hit us up and let us know if anybody thought the same thing. I'm sitting in the bleachers, asses and elbows and on everybody, <laughs> and because it is they jam-pack you in, and we had a few people that just felt like they could sit however they wanted in bleachers. And uh, I sat with my knees together, and I could not reach wow. my drink on the ground for five innings. That's so frustrating. Um so anyway, so they start playing that and, you know, the dad and the son are walking around the, the movie field and, and, you know, and then they start tossing and the kid misses the ball and it goes into the corn. Yeah. Kid walks into the corn, reaches down to pick the ball up, looks up and Ken Griffey Jr. is in the middle of the corn. First off, ah, it's cold chills. Just thinking about that. That is so cool, right? Dude, I they <laughs> so, yeah, they, they showed that on TV. They're they're tossing on the field. I'm I'm starting to get a little, you know, they had the music going and stuff. Yep. I'm start I'm getting a little, you know, you feel it you swelling feel it. up. Yep. The ball goes in there. He picks it up. Sees Ken Griffey Jr. For whatever reason, in that moment, I just had the most res- the, the most reverence for Ken Griffey Jr. I've ever had before. I like, you know, it starts coming, it starts coming out a little bit. And then he and then junior and senior walk out. Oh, okay. And I'm just Let's, pouring. All right. Now hold on. We missed the part. We missed I'm the sorry, part. I'm here. so sorry. I just, we I missed that over. We sorry. missed the part because you're the one I was got, there. I was there. We missed the party. You missed the part of this. There's an important part in between those two things happening okay. that got me. All right. Okay. And I tried to be the guy to make the whole section laugh by throwing a comment out while everybody's, you know, got a tear in their eye. And I thought I'd be kind of funny. Okay. So Ken Griffey Jim, this kid walks in there. He picks up the ball that felt that threw back into the corn, looks up. Junior's there in awe. Junior looks at him. He looks back at his dad and is like, yeah, go ahead. And the kid throws the ball to Ken Griffey Jr. Junior turns around and walks away. I looked around. I was like, did Junior just steal that kid's ball? What is going on right now? And as I say that, the coolest thing ever happens. Junior and Senior come walking out of the corner. And I was like, I mean, it was funny for like a millisecond. I thought that was a really good joke. It just looked like Ken Griffey Jr. tried to steal the kid's ball. And I'm like, that's messed up. You just took the ball and walked away. His dad's trying to have a catch with him on the Field of Dreams movie site. That would be funny if they made the, like a joke. <laughs> like they, oh, they, they started off in the, like the nice music yeah. behind it and everything. And they're building and all of a sudden, the kid's just like, hey, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Screw you, kids. My ball now. My ball now. <laughs> no, but I was, I, was, I was cracking up. I thought that was hilarious. And I didn't understand it. And I'm like, what in God's name is going on? So uh, anyway, anyway, so they came out, had their toss, and then, you know, all the old-timers come walking out with the guys from the game, and that was really cool. You know, Larkin, Larkin's down there and Bench is down there. So, so I told my dad before when we first got there, I was like, I'm getting, I'm getting a piece. I'm getting some corn. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting a chucker, a shucker, a, a, a ear, yeah. an ear. I'm getting an ear yeah. of corn. Yeah. Get you a corn. 
it's like you think they're gonna get mad? Nobody's get, nobody's walking in there grabbing the corn and walking out. We'll see like nobody doing it. Let you do it. I don't know. You could do anything you wanted in that play. You could have walked a country mile in that corn. Nobody's nobody. They, there was nobody there to stop you or anything. Which surprises me so much for such a like a tourist attraction, and they have to the upkeep on that that they must have to do. Yeah. To not protect the corn and the field, to just let anybody go on it and yeah. toss and do. Whatever. I mean, the turf on the movie field was obliterated by the end of the night. Uh, okay, I feel bad for whoever's. Keep, they I mean, it's not like they. It's not like that field is is kept up like a real ball field. I mean, they don't drag the field. It was hard as a rock. Huh. The the outfield's like hilly and got little tiny hills in it and stuff. It's. Um, I don't think anybody ever plays on it. So just go there, have your little toss and. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, so Johnny Bench is behind the plate, and Fergie Jenkins is going to throw the first pitch out. And Johnny Bench whips out an ear corn and throws it at Fergie Jenkins at the mound, and I'm like, that's awesome. I'm taking I'm Johnny can do it. I can do it. I mean, we're basically the same in this place right sure. now. Yeah. I mean, he, he just had to sit in the stands. They didn't have anywhere special for any of these guys to sit. They were all just in the stands. All of them were. Marty was in the stands. Johnny was in the stands. Larkin was in the stands, just sitting with normal people. Wow. I mean, there's not a lot of seats, and the press box was was pretty big, but it was there's a lot of press there. So anyway, uh, after the game's over, we go and you know we did the it, it, earlier in the day we did the walking out of the corn and and that stuff and pictures in the corn and pictures everywhere. But uh, I just take a little stroll into the corn. And I go, I went in there pretty fur, little fur piece in there. Ripped me off two pieces of corn on a stock, came back, and there's over 8 million stocks of corn out there. Yeah, they're not going to miss a couple. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. So I got me a couple stocks of corn. That's Soon, awesome. What are you going to do? Sue me for two pieces of corn. I'll give you $2.30 or whatever it costs. That's so cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. get on a Burwing. So, <laughs> I got two pieces of corn. Delback, I think it's Delback corn is what they, what they called it. That's the seed. Uh, not sure if it's a sweet corn or feed corn or what the heck it is, but it's a corn. Got me some corn. Now I don't know what I'm going to do with it now. I got two, two ears of corn that I got to figure out how to preserve somehow, I guess. That's cool. Uh, so I got some corn there. The Griffey thing. Uh, they did a concert afterwards. Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, Walker Hayes, I think is his name. Okay. He's got a couple good songs. Um, and so we waited about a half hour into that concert. We let them play a couple songs in the concert, and finally we looked at each other and we're like, let's go back. We wanted to let the people that weren't going to be at the concert get out of there. But you got to walk through the corn. They put you in oh, so many stores. All right, let's, let's, let's come back to that. So they put you, you, you enter at the movie site. That's where you enter. To get to the game, you have to go into center field, walk through a path in the corn, and you come out at the major league game. At the major league stadium, you come out in the outfield. No, you come out. You're behind the fence and all bunch of stuff. You got to oh, walk around right. to get there. That's right. Yeah. There is a fence yeah. in, with that corn. Uh, but Which, to, oh, my dad gave uh, my uh, big poppy was driving around in a golf cart, and uh, my dad, I, I missed it the first time I was in the bathroom, and then he said, and then poppy, he's like, dude, you just missed big poppy. He's just driving in a golf cart with some other guy, and then he comes back with well, the major league, the MLB. Uh, you know, center where they're doing all their for the MLB network was in center field. So he comes driving back again 
And I was like, hey, puppy. And I whipped my camera out to take a picture real quick. Thank God for the live pictures, you know, on, on iPhones. So my dad just sticks his hand out. And as Poppy's driving by, reaches out, gives dad a five. And I got a picture of him in front where you can see him. And he's kind of waving. And then a picture with his back and his hand's still out. But if you take that first picture and hold the live down, it goes all the way through. And you can see him giving oh, my dad a high five. So cool. Yeah, cool. So Man. Poppy's awesome anyway. Everybody knows Poppy's yeah. the greatest. Uh, so uh, that was cool. Um, but, the, yeah, so walking, so walking in there. Apparently last year there were some people there. So when you go to the outfield, you know, those stalks corner, you know, six inches away from each other. Mm. You know, every one that's planted, they're tight. Okay. It's hard, maybe not six inches, maybe a foot, probably a foot. But you know, when you're walking in there, you're I mean, it's all over you. So they like the path starts where they like take one row out. So it's a little wider than the other stuff. So you know you got to walk that way. And then you walk about 10 feet and it opens to a big gravel area. That's probably eight feet wide. So plenty of room for everybody to walk around on that. Apparently last year, that big gravel area wasn't there. Mm. You walked through the corn, literally through the corn, the entire way over. It's a hundred yards. Oh, wow. It's a fur piece to get over there. So, uh, yeah. So there was, that's a, that was kind of cool to, to walk in the corn and then you walk out into that, and you walk over and they're selling stuff everywhere. Lines were a million miles long. But when we got back over after the game, we let everybody get out, went over, and there's way less people when the lights were on, way less people over there. So me and dad are like, all right, well, I was like, hey, let's, hey, dad, let's have a catch now under the lights. Sure. So then we could spread out. There's another dad and this dude next to us. And we start tossing some more there. Which, by the way, in the movie, the, the toss was under the lights. Under the lights. So dad is facing the state the the old the new stadium and i'm facing the house okay so the stadium is in like left field behind left field of the movie site so i'm facing the house which is behind the first base dugout you know the white house and shit in the movie dad's facing the new field well this dude's got crazy lights going all over the place so i'm tossing we're tossing for a minute and all of a sudden i throw one and dad just goes ah like that there's these super bright lights the guy next to him did the same thing pegged dad right below right below the crotch area like a ham like in the in the uh groin area pegged him. he got he had a huge bruise he said the next day oh, <laughs> i was like man i'm sorry bub yeah we all know i don't throw very hard so <laughs> I was going to say, it sounded like that thing died because yeah. I know you're thrown to the chest. But, you know, when you're 60 years old, you know, you bruise easy. I was trying like crazy to throw everything like up towards his head after that. And I was trying to keep him up because he kept doing that. Like, Luke, oh, oh, I don't think he could see very well. Uh, but, uh, but no, yeah. So I did. I hit pops and he dropped it just like Ken Griffey Sr. did. <laughs> oh, we got to pitch on the mound. Like the guys oh. got a got his a re, uh, record. This one dude helped us out and recorded us. He didn't get a good video of dad, but he's got mine. I hit pops. Boom. Right. You know, we're standing in line. All these Jack K wads and all this are trying to fire it in there. And then some of them can't do nothing. It's ridiculous. It, it looked like a whole bunch of. 50 cents or Mark Mallory's throwing first pitches sure. out. It was a, we're like, Oh my God, people didn't have balls. I kept throwing people with the ball that I brought to use. And then they walk away with it. I'm like, yo dude, can I get my ball back? I had to ask. I'm like, come on, man. Can you Virginia walk away with it? <laughs> yeah. People were used our gloves a couple times because oh, they didn't bring gloves. No. 
And uh, so, lending my glove. So keep your hand up. I have my catcher's mitt. Dad had a glove, and, and uh, so I go to throw first. Dad goes behind. He, oh no, I I caught first, and I recorded him. I had my phone in there while he threw in my right hand, and then caught, got down and squat and caught. And he was right on the right on the black. He was he threw a strike. He threw a strike. He did a good job. And I got the whole recording of it and winding up throwing to me. The guy who was recording us didn't do a good job of catching him actually throwing. He got the throw late. So then there everybody's like, hey, yeah, hey, that wasn't bad. Like you can hear these people like, oh my God, somebody actually threw the ball to somebody. (laughs) And I got up there and I threw that. He didn't even move his glove right down the middle. It's like, wow. Look at that. That's a strike. I was like, that's right. Yep. Need me to sign autographs? I got you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm and it had a mound. I'm I'm ready to throw the first pitch out. Anytime I need to throw the first pitch out, I feel pretty confident about it. I'm feeling pretty confident after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's nice. No doubt oh, about man. it. No doubt about it. So cool. Yep. So anyway, uh, there's a ton more that went into it. The lines were so long. Yeah, t-shirts, the t-shirts there, $50 a piece. Standing in line, they ran out of every adult small and every kid shirt. They were out of all of them. And uh, so you couldn't get anything for kids at all. So we go to look online, same exact shirts, $35 on yeah. MLB. Yep. So they sure. got, yep. Huge, uh, huge markup, huge markup there. I, I tried to get a game day hat. They uh, ran out of those. All they had were seven and three quarters, They're like seven, seven and three quarters that nobody wanted. Because nobody's got a head that big except for Joey, mm-hmm. yeah, and maybe Mike Little. But uh, <laughs> that's about it, man. Yeah, I mean, it was we had a blast. We oh, we met some locals the night we got there uh, Wednesday night. Went to the bar, had uh, had a beer and some some local cheese curds. That's the big thing out there. We had cheese curds a couple times, um, really? oh. and some spicy wings that weren't very good. But this guy, we walk into this bar and it was a local bar. And this, you got to remember, this is in the middle of nowhere, right? In the two towns, Dyers, Dyersville, and it's not Paducah, but it's Dukiu, or I don't know how to say it. They're they're both about 15, 20 minutes away. Well, Dyersville's probably five minutes away, but anyway, they're all small little towns. So we go to this hole in the wall bar that's a super eight, because there's no ho- like real hotels. It's all like super eights and days ins, and there's no decent hotel. So this was a decent hotel, one bad. So the lady at the counter, she's like, I love going to this dog house or whatever it is. And we're like, all right, get in there. As soon as you walk in, you look around, we're like, yep, <laughs> we're getting odd. We're getting, we're getting sized up from the moment we sit down. dude. <laughs> and there's this dude with a beard halfway down his chest, mustache that hangs over top of his whole mouth. You know, those kind of mustaches. Yeah. And uh, he's sitting there and he's talking to this guy and the guy he's talking to, I we're listening He's one. He works for Fox. He worked for Fox. He was a uh, movie guy, movie camera guy, or video camera, whatever you call him. So that was kind of cool. We're like, oh yeah, you can do the game. He's like, well, during the game, I'll be in the truck, but before the game, I'll be walking around with the camera. I'll look for you. So we talked to. So when we were in there, first thing we do is like, yeah, we have a couple of Bud Lights, please. And she's like, absolutely. I, said, I appreciate. It. She brought them out. Appreciate that, girl. Thank you. I think her Dad said it. Or I did. And the guy goes, oh yeah, appreciate that, girl. Thank you. And we're like, geez, oh, Pete's like, they're just agging it on, you know, agging it on. He's looking, looking for a little something, right? I don't know if he's, he wasn't looking for a fight, but he's, you know, just getting a little mouthy with the new guys, right? Show him who's in charge. This is my bar. I'll, you know what I mean? Another guy, a few seats down, looks over and goes, look like y'all just got done golfing. 
because dad had a golf shirt on. I didn't look like I got done golfing. I had a t-shirt, shorts, and a baseball hat on. I said, and we looked at dad and we both started laughing. I said, only time you find me on a golf course is if I got a beer in my hand. I don't put a clubs in my hand just to be, I love golfing, but I, you know, I threw it out there. Sure. I was like, you might like golfing, but it ain't for me, brother. And I turned around, started talking, you know what I mean? And then he just kind of stopped. And by the end of the night, the dude with the big old giant beard, his name's Randy, best friends. Nice. We're all best friends now. Dad got a picture with him by the end of the night. Dad said, man, in the beginning, I didn't know what was going to happen, man. I thought we were going to have to fight our way out of there. Yeah, we ain't fighting nobody. It's all, it's all good. It's their home bar. They just got to do it. But anyway, so we met them. The, the chicken wings were terrible. Cheese oh. curds were gross. Uh, <laughs> but the beer was good. This dude got a – he had all kinds of sayings. He was the, He's the greatest – thing face the earth he had to tell us everything great that he's ever done in his life oh boy it was all he i don't know why the dude's even i don't even know why he was even there he, he should be i don't know somewhere <laughs> anyway they, they poured a beer wrong for somebody the lady walks up to give back she's like i think this isn't the beer that i asked for i wanted to and the bartender's like randy you want it and she's and he's like you know my favorite beer is a free one or an open one or something and he takes that. He was drinking out of a bottle. He took that and drank it out of the glass. And he turns and looks at me and dad and says that little joke, the free one or whatever. And he's got the like his whole mustache because it covers his mouth sure. is just white. And he's got this big ass grin on his face. <laughs> and me and dad are like, we la we were laughing, not at the joke. We we're <laughs> laughing at him. God love him. He he ended up being all right, buddy. In the night. <laughs> best dart player in the city. Uh, best wrestler ever in the history of wrestling uh he taught his son how to wrestle and then wouldn't let his son sign up but his son was the best wrestler to ever come out outside of him everybody wants him to help to coach wrestling every every college is trying to get him to coach wrestling uh he went to like a junior college but you know wrestling's big in iowa yeah it's huge in iowa so or he was from minnesota anyway it's big there the big Ten. yep but uh yeah he's the the greatest wrestler ever and I don't know. Maybe he'll see this and come find me. But he cuts grass for a living. And, uh, <laughs> lives lives, out, lives in a mansion with chickens. Speaking of chickens, speaking of chickens, while I was out and about, and we'll get into some more because we got Fernando Tatis to talk about and uh, some other stuff too. But sounds like you might have a walking story with Cracker Thug with some chickens involved in it in the in the good uh, countryside of of Westwood. That's right. Speaking of countryside. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I was walking through Westwood as I do from time to time. And I turned down a street <clears throat> that I've, I've walked down a few times before, but I don't normally go that way. It's not the normal route, not the normal route, um, you know, in the area. But anyway, I, I turned down the street walking down and I, I notice <clears throat> something moving like, you know, 30 yards ahead, 30, mm -hmm. 40 yards ahead. And I'm walking towards this thing and I'm, I realize there's something like some kind of animals or something moving around there. So as I'm getting closer, I realize these are big, like giant birds. And then I get a little closer. I'm like, those are chickens. I see like three of them on the sidewalk, the sidewalk in the inner city of Western. I love it. You're talking about not the suburbs. We're talking about. The inner city, the 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 
the hood of Westwood. There was a man was stabbed to death uh, a few nights ago, like a mile down the road. <laughs> so anyway, the, the I'm walking and I'm like, now the, they are on the sidewalk that I am walking toward, that I'm walking down in that direction. Uh, Chris, I know you know this about me. If anybody's listening that hasn't listened to this podcast all along, I'm afraid of every animal. Mm-hmm. every animal on earth you know and a chicken you kidding me i mean the the talons the claws no the beaks the the ugliness i mean i'm 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 afraid of all of it they're gonna they're gonna kill me they're gonna attack me they're gonna scratch me they're gonna bite me they're gonna peck me and uh eat me so i i'm getting close i'm like okay well i'm gonna cross the street i get my phone out i'm taking a, a snapchat i think it was and uh i'm, I'm kind of trying to get you know, certainly using the Zoom on Snapchat because oh, yeah. I'm not getting up actual close that to close it. to it. So, so anyway, I get close enough where I'm like, okay, I got to make a decision here. So I cross the street, and as I'm crossing the street, I realize ten feet behind them is is like uh, number one, a rooster, a giant rooster. Yeah. Okay. The 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 king of the flock. Man, or, so they're trying to have more. I Usually, guess so. you keep the rooster away from the chickens because. You don't want to crack an egg and have an embryo in it. Okay. So I don't, I don't know how all that works, but uh, you want me to explain it to you real quick? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So you realize, do you like eggs? Do you eat eggs all the time? Omelets. Yeah. Do you know what eggs egg is just the menstrual cycle of a chicken? You know how the girls, when they have their cycle, they lose the egg, right? The eggs come out of the whatever and they just go wherever. That's exactly what it is. So if, if the egg is fertilized, you'll have a chicken. Therefore, if you have a rooster in the in the in the crib, if you don't have a rooster, then the the chickens just go through their menstrual cycle every day or whatever, and just pop an egg or two out, and you're good to go. Can I change my? <laughs> I love telling people that. Can I do change you know my what answer? Eggs are? Can I change my answer <laughs> of the original question of Do you like eggs? <laughs> well, you, I you think like you'll eggs. ever be able to eat eggs again? I don't know that you I will want eggs. think. You will think about that every time something you're like, oh, my God, a Western omelet sounds so good. Oh, no, I'm good. Nope, never. How did I make it 40 years and not ever hear that? I mean, what do you that mean? You just got to put one and one together, right? It makes sense. You think about it. Wait, did you read that somewhere or you just mean what do you read it? I don't need to read it. I went to health class. I know how I know how that how the giving birth system works. You have an egg when they if you if the, the woman's egg's not fertilized, they lose it. If it's fertilized, it's got a baby in it. Well, for a chicken, if it's fertilized by the rooster, that egg will have a baby chicken in it instead of just the yolk. And and so when it loses it, that's just its menstrualing cycle happening. Their menstrual cycle is just way more often. Um I don't I mean you that it, you you understand how that works, right? Well, I guess, but I, is that how it works? I mean, is that, uh, I feel like I, just, I mean, think like, let's think about, let's think about how, how my life. let's think about how animals, we're an animal. Let's think about how animals are born, right? So the you're deducing this? I mean, you're, <laughs> what? You're deducing this? You're, you're, you're saying, well, it's gotta be that, right? Is that, is that, or I'm did not, you actually learn that somewhere? I learned how animals have well, babies. But we're yes. different than other animals i mean all animal well, the the birth cycle of mammals and birds all work the same way huh. they have an egg women have the woman has an egg 
the male has the the bit the good stuff that fertilizes the egg and if the egg's fertilized then when when the when that comes out that's a baby sure if you if it's not fertilized then it's then it's just they lose it and have the cycle no it's just got eggs in it (laughs) (laughs) um it's just an unfertilized egg when you crack that open that is an unfertilized egg which is what a woman loses when she has her menstrual cycle well but but it's not i mean you don't have to 100 percent like that I just love thinking about that and just letting people know. Think about what you're eating. You I love eat. Look, eggs are my. I eat eggs every single morning. Yeah, I doesn't bother me one bit though. Don't and won't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. So I'm I'm walking walking past these disgusting <laughs> beasts, right? And so and I and I find and I realize that. There's the, I see the rooster about, you know, eight or 10 feet back and, and a couple of more chickens around that rooster. Yes. And then I realize the house that they are most near has a fenced in yard where there are about 20 more chickens walking oh, around. So these little fellows got loose. I, they got loose somehow. And the rooster? Just, they're just hanging out, though, on the well, sidewalk. I mean, they know where the food's yard. at. Yeah, the food comes from, yeah, from yeah. here. They don't want to straddle too far away. Maybe they it. have the electric fence on the outside of the real fence. <laughs> Maybe. So, anyway, I was like, it just was a very strange place to see chickens, especially that many. And I saw a rooster up close. And um, it was it was a really, I was not expecting Man, so that. So, they're breeding, the they're breeding chickens in Westwood. There, you know, there are some places around here, around us, that people do have some chickens and stuff. My my dad's no, next, no having chickens is one thing, right? Because you know, keep the rooster out of the hen house, right? That's that's sure. the whole the whole part of the cycle and everything. Again, okay. you got just the girls. Most of them just have chickens, not the rooster. The rooster. Most people only have a rooster if they're wanting to make more chickens. Yeah, yeah. Um, but most people, if they're just getting some eggs and doing some homemade eggs, it's just give me a couple chickens and buy me a couple chickens, let them float around the house. Okay. So they don't have to be, you know, I guess I never really thought about how that works. <laughs> um, I guess chickens just always produce eggs, you know, and, and if you have a golden goose, it produces golden eggs. And mm-hmm. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. It just has to go on that scale. But the but it was just a strange place to see chickens in Westwood, and um, I'm I'm gonna have to make my route uh, go through there again and mm-hmm. see see how they're doing. See yeah, go see hanging. how your chickens are doing. I'm so glad that we weren't gonna talk about that story. I'm so glad we didn't. <laughs> I'm uh, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm glad we did that. Uh, You're gonna look it up now. I I mean my favorite restaurant aside from Skyline. No matter the time of day I go, I get an omelet. Mm-hmm. That's going to change. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Why? It doesn't doesn't change the taste of the omelet. You just told me it was pubic vomit. I didn't say it was. <laughs> oh. Man, that, that's a disappointing turn to this podcast. I'm going to start calling a woman's period pubic vomit. <laughs> That's gross. Hey, babe, you on that pubic? You got that pubic vomit going on right now? <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Golly. Well, that's, uh, I mean, we're going down the list here. Field of Dreams, West with Chickens, <laughs> Reese's. We want to talk about, you want to talk about Fernando Tatis Jr.? We can. Um, I got real, it got real hot in here, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure did. Um, before we talk about Fernando Tatis Jr., because, yes, I do want to talk about him. Okay. Or no, you know what? Let's do that because I want to start with it. If somebody tells me, give me the, I got to have good news or bad news. Which one do you want first? I'm always going bad news first. Yeah. Now, finish up with the good news. Sure. There's always a chance that the bad news is much worse than the good news is good. And then that's a big disappointment. You're like, well, you just had bad news. Yeah, you, <laughs> you just, just made, had bad news. You tried to make something up <laughs> to make it not a bad. But anyway, here's the bad news. Fernando Tatis Jr., who a lot of people would would make a case for the, the face of baseball. I hate to say that because everybody's been talking about that. But it's the truth, though. It's the truth. Um, I don't know that I, mean, I Aaron that Judge way. is probably at, at this moment in time, it's Aaron Judge. At this but, moment, it's the best player. But Tatis Jr. was on the cover of MLB the show last year. He was on, you know, he's it, he he is baseball promotes him. Sure, absolutely, big time. Uh signed a 14 year deal yep. last year. Huge deal. Uh 340 million. Yeah, I mean, big, big, big time player. 22 years old, a couple of years in to his professional career already. And and everybody considers him certainly one of the best players. Got busted at the end of last week for a performance enhancing drug, tested mm-hmm. positive for it. Um, it is called Col- uh, cl- close to ball, cl- close to ball, something close like to that. close to ball. Right. It is an anabolic steroid. Okay. Which he claims was in a medication that he was taking to uh, treat ringworm. Right. So there's a medicine for ringworm that they give you for ringworm. It's called, so that's called close, close to ball. There's a medicine called clotrimazole. Okay. Pretty close, right? Yeah. Pretty close. The difference is that clotrimazole that they give you for ringworm is an antifungal cream. They give you a steroid to go with that. And the steroids that go with it are griseophilin and turbinafine and this itraconazole. None of them do they give you close to ball. So I think he heard somebody say something about, hey, man, look, it's the same as this this cream right here just tell something happens you just say you had ringworm you took some clotrimazole clotrimazole so my question (laughs) for you was going to be which i may have just gotten the answer do you believe him no no i don't believe him because especially that after that then his dad just comes out i just just read this story is right before we go on his dad comes out and says uh it came from a fungus he had he needed steroids for a fungus he got after he had a uh, a bad haircut, which r- ringworm I think is a form of is a fungus. Is right? a fungus, yeah. So he got ringworm from like clippers. You being, uh, I, don't, I have no idea. But now all of a sudden they they are doubling down on this on this fungal infection. The problem is you don't take nobody gives you close to ball as a steroid for it. There's three steroids they give you if you have ringworm and. They give it to you by mouth, not usually as a cream, because it is there. It, it's a it, it doesn't it doesn't cure the fungus at all. It helps with the itching and and the pain. Yeah, not not the actual fungus. So what they give you for the fun, the antifungal cream is clotrimazole. 
trimazole, which is close to that close to ball. Sounds the same. But then the steroids that I've, I read three different websites, they all had the same three steroids that they give you for ringworm. None of them said close to ball. Huh? Interesting. So my answer to that is no, I don't believe it. Yeah. Now his dad's pretty pissed though. I mean, I, I don't believe it because of that, because of, I read facts about what doctors give in the, all the different kinds of things they give. So no, I don't believe what you said. It, it sounds, I don't, I don't know Fernando Tatis senior. Well, I know that he, you know, he, we grew up watching he him. Had two grand, he had two grand slams in the same minute. That's the most famous thing about him that I know. <laughs> uh, and, and that's great. Uh, and he played for the Cardinals and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, good player and everything. Utility guy, I think. Now, he apparently, I've heard people talk about, he is part of kind of this camp that Fernando Tatis Jr. has that is not, doesn't have good people around it. Sure. And um, so it, it's, it, it, people are talking about because of this. Now he's suspended for 80 games. So he's, he's 80, out the rest of the year. 80 games, the rest of this year and into next year. Into next year. If they make the playoffs, misses all that, of course. So and they're going to make the playoffs. They got really good. They got really good. And that's a good thing because that's because what, now they're missing. So Bud Black was talking about yeah. was, was like, it's a good thing. We made all those moves. Cause yeah, uh, we, we still have a really good team. So anyway, people are also are now talking about this as, as kind of the next thing in his poor decision and a kind of a line of poor decision. He had like a motorcycle accident. I want to say it was he last year. Yet this year. Yeah. Because, because of, because of, his wrist because of a motorcycle, motorcycle accident. accident, by the way, not his first motorcycle accident. Mm-hmm. And there's, I don't, I can't remember if it's actually in, I think it might be in his, actually it is in his contract because there's a whole big thing of now about the possibility of the Padres being able to go after his money to, to void his contract, void his 14 year contract. Uh, that's going to be really interesting if they do now, they didn't say anything about it when he hurt himself and w- wasn't able to play. They were upset with him, mm-hmm. but they didn't make a huge deal. They didn't talk about voiding his contract when that happened. Now that he's added this, he's taken a performance enhancing drug. And by the way, I'm not saying that I don't believe him, but most of the guys that have taken PEDs that have been caught that have tested positive have a th- in, in guys from the past before they even tested that have admitted since then that they did it. Almost all of them talk about, I took it because I was trying to come back from injury. Yep. He's trying to come back from injury, right? Sure. Now. But, but that's the thing is, is, is it's that, that you can't, the reason that they make it illegal is, is so you can't help get an advantage over somebody else basically in healing. That's why Barry Bonds was doing it. It was, it's all to heal you. I mean, that the, 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 uh, the recovery what is it? after you work yeah, out. Yeah, it's the recovery after you work out, or if you've gotten, you know, cream, they put the cream on your joint, your knee, or whatever's hurting, and it helps it heal faster, and all this different stuff. It's healing, right? Well, that's, you know, if nobody else is allowed to do it and they're injured, then it's unfair for you to be able to do it. Sure. So I get the reason they do it. it makes total sense, right? It makes total sense. But if it's not prescribed to you, 
That's the whole thing. You can take it if a doctor prescribes it to you, correct? I may be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure if you have a prescription for it from a doctor and you have it passed, you have to clear it with Major League Baseball, Maybe. you can take it. It's the same in, in that. Uh, yeah, I, it's in a few sports because there's people that have, I don't know, what is it, uh, asthma or something like that, that there is a drug in an in, in inhaler there's a steroid in an inhaler that if you take it you could you could possibly test positive but if you have asthma you're allowed to have an inhaler you get yourself cleared for it you can't get busted for that because it literally will keep you alive yeah yeah you need to breathe right here's the deal when you make when you sign a contract for 14 million dollars and you got all it I know you hear it all the time. You hear it all the time. And I hate to bring it back, but you got to know what you're putting in your body when it's any kind of medicine and you have to get it. You have to make sure you know what it is. And if it was a cream, it was probably that, you know, if he's trying to say it was a cream, then that's an antifungal cream. It has no steroids in it. right now. Maybe there's a, would there be any kind of cream that you could buy over the counter that would have a steroid in it? I can't answer that. I don't know. Say no. I mean, I've never heard of that. Or you, the, you would have heard of an over-the-counter steroid, right? I guess. Yeah, I guess. Guess so. so if unless the, they're like trace amounts and like a Lotrimin or something like that, I, I have no idea. But if that, if that's the case, then would it even pick up in a in a piss test or something? Yeah, maybe not. So there's a lot of questions I have. So maybe I shouldn't say. I should say I'm skeptical right now. It's hard for me to believe it. Looking at these different things, it's hard for me to believe them. Especially you got A-Rod talking about it now. A-Rod has talked openly that, you know, he made mistakes, big mistakes, and it's going to cost him getting into the Hall of Fame. He knows that now, right? He knows it's going to cost him to, from getting into the Hall of Fame, and, and it's going to cost him having a lot of people like him. There's a ton of people that do not like A-Rod for all that. It's coming around, right? Because he came out and said the same thing. Well, I don't know. My cousin gave me something. Remember the one time my cousin gave me something? I didn't know what was in it. That's not a that's 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 not an excuse. Right. If you go the Andy Pettit route, yeah, I was injured. I took it. I did it. Andy Pettit could go into the Hall of Fame. He probably won't because he does have that blurb on him. But he admitted it right away. Never heard another thing about Andy Pettit. Yeah, Poppy, Poppy, when it when it leaked that one of his you know one that was supposed to be sealed might have been uh, tainted, he came right out immediately. Had a press conference, admitted it. Neither of them got suspended because they were previous tests that were held back or something like that before it was illegal for, you know, they, before they had, they could bust them. But that's the thing. They came out and admitted it. Boom, right off the bat. No issues. It's that upfront nature. People, people, you have a better chance of, of, of the thing going away if you just, you hear it all, you know, just tell the truth. Yep. Honestly, but every time you hear that. these people that, you know, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun blames blames a guy who transferred the piss to wherever. The guy got fired from his job as a contractor for ML Major League Baseball, and then come to find out, he made the whole thing up and lied about it, and he really did do it. And that's a, I mean, you ruined some dude's life, man. You know what I mean? That dude's just a regular Joe, just you know, driving piss back and forth from. Major League Baseball to New York or whatever. I don't know exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Lance, Lance Armstrong, same thing. 
you know, he blamed 400 million people, ruined lives of many people. It's documentaries. The dude ruined people's lives because of how he was hiding all this stuff. Yeah. And, and Lance Armstrong was beloved as one of the greatest human beings ever. Live strong. I had a yellow live strong bracelet. I mean, he's not anymore. That's but, what I'm saying. And then yeah, that happens yeah. and you and then it comes out that, you know, at first, if you say that, people are like, man, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Man, that really happened. Someone was going after him like that. And then, nope, you really did it. You got busted a million times. You did it, whatever. And then you ruined other people's lives. You got them fired from things because of what you said, because you have a influence over the sport and things. And then, boom, man, now you're a piece of crap and nobody even cares about you. Yeah. I hope it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was because you know seven toured the France championships or whatever. I mean that's pretty. Nobody, that's pretty, yeah, but that's gone now. Now there's now it's all tainted. Nobody. That is an amazing thing if it continues on forever. As oh my god, Jesus, that's insane. You know, um, uh, Hank Aaron seven fourteen hitting that hitting that home run. That's amazing. Holy cow! Are you kidding me? That's a. That's a a feat that hadn't been done since the thirties or whenever, whenever, uh, babe finally, finally retired. Yeah. And he did it in the sixties. That's insane. It's 40 some years of one of the greatest number, the greatest stat ever. He beats it and he's revered just as, just like Babe Ruth, maybe not just like Babe Ruth, but right there with Babe Ruth bonds beats it. Nobody even considers him anything. He's not considered. He's not even looked at as you think, whatever. You put his name up there if you want, but he's not there. Yeah. Aaron, beloved, will go down in history. Loved everything like that. Yeah. Bonds, no. Uh, Lance, Lance Armstrong, no. And that's the thing that sucks is I hope that this doesn't, you know, I don't want it to hurt the guy. Manny Ramirez, the same way. Yeah. Manny Ramirez admitted every single time. <laughs> no, Manny Ramirez was like, yep. <laughs> yep. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that's, that's the one every year when I look on the, on the, uh, roster of who's eligible, like Manny Ramirez has to be in all of it. Anyway, we don't have to, he literally got busted for the, he got the long one. He got the, what was it back then? It was like 50 games, a hundred games, full season. He had all three of them. They were like, all right, you know what, man? He just stopped. Just stop coming back. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is disappointing. Now what's eye opening even more is some of his teammates have said stuff have been, Mike Clevenger was like, just said, he's like, well, this isn't the first time he disappointed us. And, uh, he's like, hopefully this one will, he'll grow up and learn something from it. That's the other thing. He's still 22 years old, man. He's a kid, dude. He's a kid. Uh, Also an adult. Also an adult. Who should. Who, who has the resources to have everything in place to take care of himself, especially with a dad who's been there and seen the money that can sure be made. He grew up in clubhouses. And, yeah, and, but I'm saying like, the it's the money to me. It's like, dude, the money that you could be losing in this case. Yeah, not just the fact that the dot that the Dodgers that the Padres could take your contract possibly and may look at it, but endorsements they were pushing you as the face, dude. It was you. Mike Trout and Aaron Judge. That's the three. You know, uh, I still can't even keep forgetting the guy's name, who they who they signed to that giant contract, who the Padres signed to the giant contract first when he was a free agent. And Man, with Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Yeah. But Manny Machado was known as being kind of a dick. So 
he didn't get pushed the same way. He signed the biggest contract ever. And he was, he's still an amazing baseball player, but he doesn't get that push. Right. Judge gets the push. Trout gets the push. Tatis was getting the push. Mm-hmm. Shohei gets a push. You just lost out on big time, more big time dollars. That's true. The endorsement stuff is is just as big as the contract, honestly, 100%. potentially. Yeah. Um, man, yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I, I it's I, I totally get the his the dad played with Maguire. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's who we got it from. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I get his teammates being upset. I mean, it's it's they're they're thinking like once he gets over this injury, we're already pretty good. He's gonna make us, you know, he gets back, he gets that wrist healed and, and gets mm-hmm. back in the lineup. I mean, we're gonna be making a serious playoff push, and we're gonna get in there and we can beat some people. But uh, no, 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 Fernando Tatis. Now, I I you know if you're if you really like dislike the guy, especially now because of this, I was always because we had that debate so many times on this podcast about the the bat flips and the showing people up and the walking down first bay and all that kind of stuff. He's kind of the picture. He's the poster boy for that stuff. Hundred percent. And I, I, so I never, I haven't been like a huge like I haven't loved Fernando Tatis kind of because of that stuff, but I didn't, I wasn't paying close attention when they talked about the motorcycle accident in the off season. So I didn't, I, that wasn't even really on my radar, but then now this has come up and I'm like, okay, there's a thing. And his teammates are talking about him. Like he's so like, he's immature. Everybody else is talking about him. Like, come on, this guy's got to get his act together here. And when people, uh, athletes and former athletes that are in the media, they almost always protect each other. They almost always support each other, at least in a lot of cases. And he's not getting that from too many people right now. And that's that really says a lot to me. Um, get it together, man. I mean, you've got you've got <laughs> you still have all that money for now, as long yeah. as the contract stays yep. stay, stays true. Well, yeah. he won't get eighty games worth of paychecks, sure. but right. but he's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, but he's got it. He's just got to get his act together. If there are people in his in his house or in his camp or whatever that are uh, bad influences he's got to take care of that stuff but if they're bad influences it's not him that's going to take care of them because that's his buddy right like he won't see it that way he needs somebody like a father figure who's turning out to not who's just you know blatantly getting on major league baseball and saying in this talking bad about major league baseball instead of Let's keep it down. Let's have a conversation with your boy. Your boy obviously told you something, right? And you got your boys back. I get that. Best bet for you, though, is to do a little deeper dig research-wise, have real conversation with him. And if there's some people around him that you know are shady, it's like you got to have that do-or-die moment with your boy. You know, hey, man, you could become a billionaire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could become a billionaire. No kidding. Let's make the right decisions now. All right. Like yeah. keep that. Like you want to pay that dude some money, pay that. You, you want to make sure he's, he's well off, make sure he's well off, but he can't be around here all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, he's 22. He's got a long way to go. He's got 13 more years left on his contract. Mm-hmm. He's got a long way to go. So he's, he's got a lot of room to make improvements and to put this behind him. 
And he could end up still being, you know, a fan favorite and, and the, still the face of baseball once once he comes back and has a year or two under his belt. And if he stays clean and and, mm-hmm. and is making the right decisions and is a good teammate and that kind of stuff and he's not doing, you know, he's not being selfish. It, it just he's got it. He still has a chance. He still has. He'll have plenty of chances. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. but, um, he's got to take advantage of that. All right, uh, let's let's move into a last baseball thing here. Uh, switch it to a, to a more positive thing. So last week was it last week or two weeks ago in a little league game? This isn't the little league World Series. This is uh, something else, right? Oh, I thought it was the little league World Series. I thought it was some other. I don't know. I'm 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 seeing some other league, some other like little league thing that they're televising. Maybe it's part of the part of the thing, but. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was in the Little League World Series. Is it? Yeah. All right. Um, A kid throws. Now, these are like, what, 11, 12, 13-year-old kids, usually around there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, kid throws a pitch, gets away from him, and hits a kid in the helmet. Right? Yep. Uh, Knocks his helmet off. Kid goes to the ground, and he's, like, on the ground for a while. Um, you know, coaches come out, trainers, whatever. Eventually, the kid gets up, goes to the first base, stays in the game, and everything. It it got him after replays. You could see it got him more on the helmet. I think no matter what, if it hits the helmet, it's still going to hurt you. And and it's also extra extra scary, which is I think the case for absolutely most of the time. Gets hit in the head, which most of the time when a kid gets hit in the head in the helmet, it usually hurts him less. I've seen a bunch of my kids get hit in the helmet just this past year, three or four of them. They jumped up and ran faster to first base than they did when they got hit in the body because that's a direct blow. You know what I mean? And that helmet, it's kid, depending on how hard the kids are pitching, right? At my age, they're not throwing that. Hard. Yeah, and, and maybe where, where, where it hits them or whatever. Anyway, this was like really in the face because it kind of hit his ear flap, I think, didn't it? I didn't see the actual thing. Okay. I didn't see I didn't so, watch it. I just read this thing. So I think that's what it looked like to me. Um, and, and so anyway, he got at least he got hit in the head face somewhere in there and it hit his helmet enough that it didn't really like injure him badly. So he gets up, goes to first base. <clears throat> By the time he gets there, the pitcher is on the mound crying now because he's upset that he hit somebody in the face and hurt him yep. like that, right? Uh, so they call actually i think even before they call timeout the kid or maybe they maybe they, as soon as they call timeout the kid's standing at first base and he realizes man this kid is like i i realize i'm okay and the pitcher is is very upset yeah so really cool thing he he actually took his helmet off and tossed it aside walked over to the kid gave him a little hug said some stuff in his ear as there as the pitch is the pitcher's coach was coming out and uh and, you know, the rest of the team came around, kid finished up what he was saying and went off. So very, very cool moment for that kid to do that. Um, the kid, I guess, collected himself. I didn't really see what happened after that. I think he collected himself and, and ended up pitching a little bit more. But um, my thing here is I, I guess there's not really a whole lot to say. Everybody would agree that's a very cool gesture for the kid at first base to come over and, and talk to the kid, let him know he's okay. Don't worry about it. Why is that not done in major league baseball? 
Um, uh, maybe because the pitchers never seemed that upset about hitting someone. That's another part of my question. Why not? <laughs> uh, because the pitchers are, this is, this is a job for them now. It's not just a game. This is a job. So they hit somebody in 99.9% of the time. They didn't want to hit them. So they're, if they're upset, they ain't upset about hitting you. People get hit every single, you know, almost every day. You know what I mean? So they're going to hit you and they're just going right back to work. They've got to get it out of their head. So it's a to- it's not, oh my God, did I kill somebody? I think if somebody hit somebody up under the ear flap and there was a dude laying out, that's a different story. You that's probably I mean. would see that. I think, I, mean. I think you would. And I think if you looked it up, you could probably find some things where a pitcher is on the mound, like sitting there or, or walks up to where we're at at the um at home plate and is standing around you know and then maybe if he gets up i think you could find that the problem is is those kind of hits don't happen most of the time it's a hit in the butt it's a hit in the in the foot it's a hit in the shin uh if anything it's a little bit of chin music but it doesn't actually hit them in the head that's it's it's hitting in the shoulder it's hitting in a lot of big meaty parts of big meaty men and they're more upset at the fact that they hit them than they are worried about the guy's health at yeah. that point I, I think i'm i'm really just talking about the really dangerous ones where it's and you know sometimes guys get i mean it happened to Votto a few years ago guys get hit in the right spot in the knee and that like they're yeah. out for a I'm, long time jeez old pete's jonathan india almost lost his calf in the field of dreams game we come to find out later because of where he got hit in his shin he could have lost his calf they could have they, they were like he could have lost his calf he would have never played baseball again. Was it a nerve thing or something? I can't, I, it had a syndrome, but they were testing him. They air they airlifted him. I did hear that to an Iowa City hospital mm-hmm. out of that game yeah. because the trainer was like, did a couple of tests and was like, "Ooh, I need to, you, this isn't this isn't good. We you you may have this whatever whatever, and if it's not treated within a couple hours, you can lose your calf." That's crazy. I've never heard of that before. That's I know crazy by getting hit in the shin. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, Jonathan India is jumping around like crazy, but you know what, if I hit somebody and I hurt, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Sure. I don't, I'm not trying to end your career, but we are, I'm in a major league baseball game. And unless you're on the ground, half dead, you're going first base. I ain't worried about you. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even, we don't even have to talk about anything other than getting hit in the head or the face. Or see, I'd have to see some. I'd have to see some of those scary moments because I feel I don't think you're going to see somebody walking out to the mound or walking over to the guy and like hugging him like that. That's cool. But I don't think you ever see anything like that in Major League Baseball. You're going to see a pitcher really feel bad. And you may see a pitcher walk over if a guy's laying on the ground for a minute after he hits him in the head. And then the guy finally bounces up and starts to walk away. Maybe the pitcher goes to shake his hand. Maybe they'll kind of, you know, look at each other or, you know, he'll pat him on the butt. I can see, I, I feel like I've seen that happen before. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's much less emotion involved in that situation in major league baseball. It's and also, it's all, you're also talking about little kids. The emotions are way higher. I mean, there's, sure. they have, emotion for that more because they don't see that they've never almost feel like they almost killed somebody before yeah i I guess there's always been a i mean it's part of like there there's sort of like a 
unwritten macho thing around it. I think that there's always been part of that is like the, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to rub it. You're not supposed to touch. Don't rub it. it. Spray some Windex on it. I mean, that's insane to me. That's insane to me. Put a little dirt on it. And, and, and like to not, or to hit it hurts. To, for a ball to get away from me and to hit a guy in the knee or the, or the head or near it or something like that. And and he gets hurt, or he's hobbling around, or he's on the ground. He's got to come out of the game. I mean, I, I'm sure guys that it probably you reach out after the game or something like that. Maybe that happens more often. But I feel like there's there's more like in other sports, certainly not in football, but you know, like you see once in a while guys like in basketball or something like that where they they foul a guy hard or something, and they try to like stop him from falling help him up or yeah. whatever like yeah. you know you know make sure my bad i didn't mean to get you up there or whatever yeah. um that kind of thing it feels like there's no reason that there shouldn't be more of that but it, it I, i've always just thought or assumed or maybe heard that it's kind of a you don't show like it shows weakness and that's that's always bothered me and and i that just that just this incident here with the kid you know, going over and making sure he was good. And I think if somebody's laying out on the ground and like that kind of thing happens and then he gets up and sees another, whether it's the pitcher, you know, giving him a head nod or something, it's just different at the major league level because you don't have one of the two people getting into that deep, deep emotional state. Like the, the pitcher was, was in tears. Yeah. Right. So that's different, right? That's not going to happen for a grown up when they see somebody jump up and come like you're going to feel bad, but you're, you're not going to be that deep. So yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, I feel like it's a little different. You usually don't even, I, and I agree there. I'm sure there are some, some times that that's happened where a pitcher will go, he knows he got a guy bad in the head or something like that. And he'll, he'll walk toward the mound and kind of, but for the most part, it's, it's, uh, the guy is kind of just hanging around the mound and then he might, yeah, but how often do you see a guy get hit in the head where it gets scary, where he's laying on the ground for a while. It's happened a million times over the years. I, I know it has, but I mean, uh, when it's happened, you can distinctly remember a pitcher not feeling any, you can distinctly remember a guy hitting somebody in it, uh, hitting someone in the head and just like asking for a ball and like, all right, come on, get this guy up. Let's go. Come on. Like I, I feel like I've seen a million. I've seen like I feel like I've seen a bunch of times where a pitcher hits a guy, and I haven't seen a bunch of times where a pitcher really hits anybody in the head. I've seen a lot of real up and tight kind of pitches, but when you see the ones where a guy gets hit in the head, you usually immediately see the pitcher like down in a squat, grimacing like "Oh crap!" Like having that feeling of "Oh, oh, that's not good." I feel like I've seen that many, many times. Uh, maybe it, now maybe. hitting someone and hitting someone in the head. Totally. That's totally different. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's the normal thing when you see somebody hit somebody because then the, Oh, you threw at me. And then the cat, well, even then he's mad. And then now the pitcher's like, well, screw you, dude. I'll be honest. Even that a ball gets away, no matter what, it's going to hurt. A ball gets away from me and I hit you on accident. Now guys kind of use that and like act like it. If they are trying to hit you, They'll say like, no, it just got away from me. That happens all the time now. Yeah. But if you legitimately did, it, you know, it, it came off your finger the wrong way or something, or, or it was just a little bit too inside. It broke more than you thought or whatever. It, it, 
I, I mean, what's why can you not say my bad? Show how, a little. How do you know that doesn't happen all the time? I, it doesn't look like it happens to me. Yeah, but but often. you're looking just at the batter. You can't see the pitcher. You don't see no, a lot. Of, so you don't you don't always know what's going on. I feel like there's a whole lot of. No, I'm saying, I feel like there are see. instances where I feel like I just watching a game the other day where somebody hit him, and he walks off and he's like ah. And he looked at the batter as he's walking down and he said something to him, not in a mean way, like, like basically saying that, that it, but, but at the same time, this is a job now, right? It's not, it's you, you throw, you're not hurting him. I didn't hurt him. I didn't hurt him. I I threw the ball at him. I threw the ball, got away from me and hit him. That's part of the game. So right now I'm more upset at myself. Once I see you going to first base, you're fine. I ain't worried about you anymore. You're a grown man. You're fine. I'm, you're good. I I'm upset at myself now. Yeah. If you're hurt, then yeah, I could. I feel like there is most of the time a feeling of remorse from that mound. Huh. I feel like there really is. Okay. But I, I don't. If I, I see you take off running down the first base right away, I'm more mad. Now I'm just pissed at myself for letting that happen. Sure. There's, I'm, you're fine. I don't get, whatever. You're going down. Or if you kind of hop around for a second, I'll look at you. And if you put plenty of weight on your, I hit you in the toe or something, and you jump around, but you're landing on your toe and you're not really limping very much. I'm just pissed at myself for hitting you now. Yeah. Um. All right. That's. I. I. I feel like way more often it's it's sort of like a cultural thing. Like you grow up and you you come up in baseball and it's like. Yeah, but the rubbing it off is totally different than a pitcher feeling bad about it. Both, I feel I like think both are are taught probably. You think pitchers are taught to not care if they hit somebody? You might actually care, but not to I feel, show any emotion. I, I mean, I don't feel like not showing, especially nowadays in this the game that we play now. They like are are urging emotion to come out. I don't feel like that kind of emotion is bad emotion. It's the emotion. It's the it's the negative emotion or the showing up emotion that that they're that I think is the worst. But I think I don't think I don't feel growing up seeing a pitcher, watching a pitcher, being a pitcher, anything like that. There was ever it it ever was a oh you hit him, just turn around, like it's no big deal, whatever. I don't feel like that was ever something that not was taught or or was or was um, subliminally taught or anything like that. Now the don't rub it and that stuff that's there. But a lot of that is just to keep your head off of it. Right. To try to get a kid's head off of them. That, I mean, you know, somebody hits a line drive and it hits you in the hand. It's like, Oh my God, that hurt like crazy. And you're just sitting there. Right. But uh, don't, don't let him know that it hurts you. Don't let him know that, it, that he hurts you. Don't let him know. Right. That's different. But if it really hurts you, you're not going to hold that back anyway. So if you're really hurt, you're fine. Really is just a quick pain. You're fine. It's no big deal. I don't care about, I could care less about that. That means nothing to me. No. When you are pitcher though, I don't feel like that is ever, I don't feel like there's any, sub, I, I can't think of it. I played baseball my whole life. I don't feel like that was ever taught. Obviously not taught. Nobody's going to teach you to not care if you hit somebody, but I feel like, I don't feel like there's any of that. I don't feel like that's true. Hmm. Okay. I've, I've had that impression for a long time. I don't know. I mean, from the batter, like I get the no, no rubbing it. Like, Oh, why is it? Oh, you know, it's okay to not be so manly and you know, well, like I get that. Yeah, sure. 
If it hurts, dude, rub it. You know, I don't care. Rub it. I always say squirt some Windex on it. That's what I say. I don't know what it means. Doesn't make any sense. It's just something stupid to say to somebody when they get hit. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> squirt some Windex or, or put some dirt on it. People say put some dirt on it all the time, right? Yeah. It's just, you know, you good, you good, you good, let's go. But when you hit somebody, I don't feel like there's ever, I don't feel like that was ever, a, I mean, unless you were doing it on purpose, then yeah. If I hit you on purpose, then yeah, I'm 100% screw you because I was thinking screw you beforehand. But most of the time, if you hit somebody, I can't ever think of any pitcher I've ever met that that just like tried to like I'm trying to think of a way to say like his masculinity made it feel like he had to brush it off. I mean, maybe not to the point of tears, but the older you get, the less chance that that's going to happen. Anyway, you can control your emotions better the older you get. So sure. And maybe that's, that's part of it is over. uh, I mean, it just, just pitching in general, when you give up hits or whatever, they, they kind of, I think a lot of people teach, don't don't be emotional on the mound you got to try to keep an even you know next batter next pitch or whatever yeah, but that's not about being masculine or or teaching someone to be masculine uh, that's about that's about mental that's the mental aspect of pitching I know. it's just like shooters missing the ball i know it's i know i'm, I'm it's sorry it's i cut you off way. no it's okay it's okay <laughs> you're very passionate about this i'm subject. not passionate about it. i don't know what it is i just i'm trying to think i feel like because i'm trying to think of i don't know i probably just defending my sport <laughs> um okay we we have got to get into uh our mount rushmore this week yep and that is uh the mount rushmore of elvis songs elvis presley songs let's do it uh, start us off let me let me start off by saying elvis presley was huge in your house growing up absolutely my grandma was the biggest elvis fan in the world which made her kids elvis fans especially Mr. Paul Witt. That's right. Um, I didn't hear Elvis very many places besides your house growing <laughs> up <laughs> uh, and on the radio. So um, I, I think we're going to be different on this. Um, but I, I mean, we might have some of the same songs, but yeah, most likely. But um, yeah, Elvis just didn't grip me. Uh, in the same way that I think, I mean, a lot of people are huge Elvis, Elvis fans to this day. Um, but it, it just, it, it was, and then honestly watching a bunch of videos and stuff to, to look at songs and stuff. I mean, I just, for some reason, I, he is one of, dude, he's got like 5 million songs. He had like, let me, and let me tell you, 57 albums. Almost none of them are his. No, 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 <laughs> no literally that uh, he, 90% yeah. of them were songs he redid. Yeah, um, I was I was realizing that more as I was going through these things, because uh, one of them I have on here, actually I, a few of them probably. But um, anyway, uh, but still, I mean, he's he's one of the biggest artists ever, one of the biggest music artists ever. So um, performers, he was a performer. He was, that a, was, per- he was a performer, which also I mean, in the 50s, if you shake your leg, hey. that's a big deal in the 50s. Now yeah. that doesn't really hold up, I don't think. But um he was a good looking boy and uh and he <laughs> sang songs <laughs> yep and he wore you know tight pants or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> um 
I started that. Do you want to start with your songs? There's so many good ones, man. Yeah, so I've got my four. I'm just going to start going through some others, though. Okay. Can't Help Falling in Love. That's a great song. Um, All Shook Up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's so great. Uh, a Little Less Conversation. Da-da-da-da. That's a good one. Uh, return to Sender. Address Unknown. Burning Love. Um, in the ghetto was one of Paul's favorites, and that's a slow, yeah. slower song. Um, blue suede shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, dude, some of these are so great. I got a woman way across town, been good to me. God, don't be cruel. Let me be your teddy bear, hound dog. Um, dude, they're so, 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 so. Are you lonesome tonight? surrender there's so 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 many unbelievable songs i think he's got as many or or yeah as many as mike when i think about it because that's all i ever listened to growing up my four songs burning love hunka hunka burning love paul witz gotta be that's absolutely uh jailhouse rock Jailhouse Rock in my house when Jailhouse Rock came on. Me, Dad, Melinda, Paul Witt, everybody be up jumping around the whole house, man. <laughs> and if you listen to it, it's some some innuendo in that song. Yeah, uh, I, I never noticed either, but there was a video I was watching and they said something about some homoerotic. Uh, 100%. <laughs> I, did, I never even, I guess uh, I just didn't listen to the lyrics. Uh, so... Oh man, I wonder if we how fast can you say uh how fast can you tell your your phone to pull up something? Hey, Lyrics Siri. to Jailhouse Rock. Ah, I'm too slow. Uh lyrics to Jailhouse Rock. All right, so we pull up lyrics.com and we go to oh, what did it do? It just did lyrics. So uh so I'm trying to think of exactly what it is. You know, don't find a partner. Okay, here you go. Worn through a party in a county jail. The prison band was there and began to wail. The band is jumping. Uh, let's see here. Let's rock. Everybody, let's rock. Spider Murphy played in Tennessee. Little Joe. Blown on junk. That, that's not it either. Here you go. Number 47 said to number three, you're the cutest jailbird I ever did see. I sure will be delighted with your company. Come on and do the jailhouse rock with me. I mean, uh, huh. you know. I mean, they they don't have men and women in prisons together. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so that's the that's the one uh, for jailhouse rock. Huh. All right. Never realized that. So uh, Hound Dog was one of Paul's biggest ones. Mm-hmm. So I was going between Hound Dog and Blue Suede Shoes because I love Blue Suede Shoes. Yeah. And uh, I went with blue suede shoes. Okay. And then uh, a little far, far off when he had a couple Christmas albums. Uh, but my favorite Christmas song uh, has to go on there, and that's Blue Christmas. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, hey, hey, oh, oh, yeah. Christmas. The, you got it. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that's how he sings for some reason. <laughs> the, the radio stations that play Christmas music for a couple months. Yep. That I mean, you're gonna hear that one a lot. Blue, blue, blue Christmas. Yeah. 
All right. I had a ton of fun going back and listening to all of listening to all these. I was all day <laughs> on my way home from West Virginia. I was just playing Elvis songs the whole way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of YouTube. Um, all right. So I've got um you know I'm you know I'm gonna do slow, slow, slower songs, but don't be cruel. That's a good one. I'm putting that so on there. Great. I'm putting uh one of these songs that actually i think it's the most the most covered song it was co- covered it's been covered by like over 600 different artists or something yeah like that, called unchained melody the righteous brothers made it the most famous has like the most famous rendition of it yeah um but anyway elvis did that um so don't be cruel unchained melody uh can't help falling in love that's a great one i'm doing that one and then i'm gonna throw a heartbreak hotel in there falling in love with you with you old number 47 and number three yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying that to each other yeah when i'm pulled it out i wonder which one had the pocket out put your pocket out and you just walk around oh, and hold on to their pocket i think that's how you know who's <laughs> oh, who. yeah. that's my man right there hold my pocket walk with me on 60 days in i didn't see any of that stuff no on jailbirds i didn't see any of that stuff no I got a, uh, we, I went to, so (laughs) I worked at a, uh, at a lumber yard years and years and years and years and years ago, not the place I currently work at. And they would hire, uh, there was, they had contract drivers, right? So these drivers, um, they worked for Remeyer Conda there, but they were contracted out. So they made a little bit more money, but they had to pay their own taxes and insurance, all that kind of stuff. So Remeyer didn't have to pay their insurance or any of that. Well, one of them always hired a driver. He was an AA. This guy was an AA. And he would get these guys out of jail all the time. <coughs> and these guys would do some time. They'd be some old Price Hill boys where he was at, and they'd do time. And uh, he would, uh, he'd, he'd, he'd hire them and help them get a job and get back into it. Yeah. And most of them, after they'd be there for a while, would get hired by Remeyer out in the yard or doing something else once they prove that they're hard workers and they just need, need an opportunity. Right. Absolutely. So, so uncle deed, get him in there. So I'm not even gonna say his name's greatest dude in the world. Uh, but this guy was in jail for 25 years. Wow. And he was in like the maximum security type parts of jail for a while. Right. Like he uh, reasons and the things he did, I have more stories for that. But the best story is one day he's telling me that he had this boyfriend in jail. He used to say some really, really crazy stuff all the time. But he's like, and I was like, man, you have no man in jail. That's all bullshit. That, that ain't for real. Sorry. Uh, that, 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 that's not for real. You, that, that stuff, it's all made up. You know, I'm sure it happens once in a while. He goes, oh, yeah. And he goes and he gets a picture. He said, this is the kickball. This is our kickball team. We won the, turn, the kickball tournament. And there is a fellow right next to him, and he's get, he's the only one that's got an arm around somebody. And he was jacked, dude. He was like 50-some years old when he got out and was huge. And he's huge in this picture. And he's got his arm around this guy and this guy. Like, this guy is <laughs> the biggest smile and just, you know, if you could be any more stereotypical sure. of, of a gay person in jail, it was that dude. He goes, that was my, that was my man. Like that's what he took care of me. And I was like, Holy cow. This dude had a boyfriend in jail. He said, wasn't like that. I didn't touch that boy. He touched me. 
I was like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> You're like, either way, dude. Yeah. Hey, you know, 25 years, a long time, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he had a, he did not care what he said to anybody. Worked it, worked his tail off. Hardest worker I ever met in my life. Mm. But, uh, oh my cow, some, there's so many stories that I won't tell on the podcast, but <laughs> there's so many, I could, if we sat down, you ever said, hey, Tell me some more stories about that guy from 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 the old lumber yard. Dude, it would take a couple hours for me to get them all out. <laughs> all right, I'm going to do that sometime. One of my favorite sayings came from him. Can't pass up making money to spend money, baby. <laughs> Can't pass up making money to spend money. That wasn't a funny story. That's just one of my favorite sayings, and I yeah. got it from him. Makes sense. Oh, man. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, I wonder if Elvis had any experience with, with jail. I don't know. I don't remember any stories about him going to jail or if he had friends. Uh, he was trying to, he was trying to get out of going to the army or whatever. And he ended up going, uh, cause he was in the army. Yeah. 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 I don't know if he was trying to get out of going in the army or not, but he was in the army. I know that. I'm sure they took care of him while he was in there. Sure. I'm sure. Anyway, but that's totally different from jail. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why that even <laughs> means anything. Uh, all right. All right. There you go. Elvis Presley. Where's my... We have... So our last thing is the comedy uh, section, and that is Kyle Kinane's trampoline in a ditch. Before we get into that, to start our comedy segment, I would like to tell you quickly about my experience uh oops a couple yes. of weeks ago yes we didn't get to talk about this seeing big jay ogerson live yeah in person and boy it could not have been more live and more in person because chris when i bought tickets a few months ago i bought vip tickets because they weren't that much more expensive than the other ones sure and when i bought vip tickets i didn't know what that meant i was like <laughs> i'm gonna get something Here's what I here's At what a I big hope Jay Ogerson concert. That's it. Those are those are very thick skin tickets. <laughs> here's here, here's what I hoped it meant. I it you know I'm I'm a an awkward not not super outgoing kind of guy, and I like my privacy. I like to you know I I like a, a more close like one on one kind of thing. I like yeah. smaller groups, few friends. So in these comedy clubs, most of the time they have tables that sit four mm -hmm. if you don't have a group of four you have a group of two or whatever you or like i did a couple of times in actually every place i went to in new york last year i was one person they sit you at a table right next to and across from people you do not know because they're filling yep. up those tables so it's always kind of a weird thing to me it always ends up being okay but you have to sit <laughs> you have to sit with people in close proximity at the same table that you don't know. Um, I was hoping the VIP tickets meant they have a table for two people. Yeah. Yep. That's not what it meant. Nope. Not what it meant. So we get there and uh, a ton of people go in before us, but the guy at the door writes the number on the ticket. We go downstairs, give it to the person seating people. And he's tells another person here, send them here, walk us all the way up very front row the table that's up against the stage and i am the very i i'm my knees are touching the stage i'm touching the stage right in front of the stool because that my, my favorite part about big jays he just sits on the stool the whole time he sits the entire time and he sat the entire time the only thing that surprised me was i thought he had a rule that anytime he's on stage he wears the fingerless gloves no fingerless gloves oh really yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, huh. I thought that was his thing. Maybe it's just like if he's going to be on TV or something. Maybe it's like if he's doing a special or something. I, maybe I don't know. There was, but I thought it was like anytime he did comedy, he had the gloves on. Yeah, um, that was not the case here. But anyway, the I was center too i mean i've been in the front row of shows and like kind of off the side a little bit or whatever very 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 center i mean i was that's awesome jay okerson was just about maybe just a tiny bit like right behind you like three feet away like three feet away (laughs) and if anybody knows big jay we've uh, have we ever done big jay on here he hasn't released a special in a couple years no maybe not so anyway big jay uh Big J tends to uh, to enjoy. I mean, his thing is crowd work. He talks yeah. to the crowd in his specials, everything. So if you're sitting right up front, there's a good chance he's gonna call you. Uh, and he is as dirty a comic as they get, brother. Yep. He even just talks about his thirteen. That. Talks <laughs> about his daughter and all. He don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he did. That's exactly what he did. And he, he always says. Now, come on. It's comedy, right? I'm making all this up. It's not real. It's a big part of the stuff yes. that he said, too. He talked toward the end. He's like, you know, guys, I said all this really awful stuff. In real life, I'm not like this. Like, <laughs> he's, like, I, he's like, I'm like a compassionate guy, and I don't want anybody <laughs> to be hurt. Or I don't want, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, especially with couples that were there, he's, yeah. he's asking oh, yeah. all the questions. He wants to know what you guys, you guys into butt stuff. That's one of his biggest <laughs> things, man. He just wants to talk about butt stuff for some reason. Yeah. He, he, he talks about anything and everything and he did. And, uh, we were talking the other night about he, but he's so professional at that. He's so good at it. Cause he's been doing it so long now that it's, he uses questions to audience members to get into the joke yeah it's it's he he knows he kind of knows what the answer is going to be there's going to be one one of two or three answers and he's going to turn it into what he needs it to be exactly he'll do some of it is legit crowd work yeah improv stuff he'll make his little improv joke and then he's turning it directly into his next joke though yeah yeah he's really really good at that and he was really good at that um it was and, and you know he can do kind of similar material a lot because he does he he mm-hmm. he does a lot of that kind of stuff and he always kind of has but he's so good at it and his his word choice and and mm-hmm. just the I don't know the way he puts puts everything together it just it's so funny it's so so funny one of my top 5 comedians I'd say probably right now right now not ever yeah, yeah. Like guys out there doing it right now, he's got to be up there at least. I mean, he's definitely top 10. He's, he's yeah. I've never watched or listened to Big J and not him doing a comedy special and not laughed the entire time. Same. I totally agree. Uh, and yeah, so it was, it was just awesome. It was incredibly funny. So he's, he directly spoke to me twice. One thing I'm not going to say on here. <laughs> uh it was it was i went with a buddy of mine and he uh he he was talking to both of us but anyway uh the one thing that i i will say and this is is needless needless to say anything else outside of that (laughs) yeah yeah this this is bad enough but he was like making a joke about you know like uh the catholic priests molesting Uh and stuff and uh he was talking about how it's how it's so big in the midwest especially yeah so he's like kind of making those jokes and and he looks at me he's like (laughs) he's like you ever uh molested in in a catholic school when you were a kid 
and uh, and he just right at me, like, uh, no, no. And he's like, no, really? Okay, well, you know. And then he goes into the joke, and then he starts telling the joke. Yeah. Um. So anyway, (laughs) the guy that that uh, opened for him, or was the middle, I guess. There was a host, and then his feature, and then him. The guy that featured for him, um, was not too bad. Uh, He one of the first things he did on stage, because he kind of did a similar thing. He talked to people in the audience a lot, but he looked at me and he, he asked me some question. I forget what it was now. And I said, I answered him and he goes, uh, Oh, okay. Okay. He's like, he's like, Hey, you look like a mini Aaron Rodgers." Did he really? He did. Man, how great is that? He said, he said, you look like a mini Aaron Rodgers, handsome guy, or something like that. I was like, <laughs> I was like thanks. <laughs> I was like, the mini part kind of hurt. Yeah. We have uh, been calling Adam Rodgers since uh, Aaron Rodgers' little brother played for Vanderbilt. And we went to a Vanderbilt game and saw Aaron Rodgers' little brother. And had a big group for a bachelor party. And ever since then, everybody was like, oh, my God, that's Adam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was kind of funny. I, I figured you'd get a kick out of that. I like that. Um, but, yeah, and, and Big J. Overson was really fun. I mean, <laughs> one of the best shows I've ever been to. Really, really, really funny. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to, to uh, tell you a little bit about that. Now, a guy that's that awesome. – he. I, I want to say there's a little similarity. They don't I was just going to say, same yeah, kind of, they don't do the same kind of thing, but they're just their persona. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They come off kind of a little rockish, you know, hard rock kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To uh, the core kind of guys. Absolutely. Uh, and, and pretty similar in age and that kind of thing. Um, but Kyle can name. Mm-hmm. And, and he's been around and he's been in comedy a long time too, just like Gokerson has. Um, and that's the special we watched. It was on YouTube called Trampoline in a Ditch. Never said anything about a trampoline in a ditch, by the <laughs> way. I was wondering if I nope. missed it or something. I, I, I didn't hear it if he did. Uh, so he must not have. Um, Sometimes those make me happy that people just say something uh, like something just pops in their head. And eh, let's just name it that. You want to you want to ca- have a good catchy name yeah. that's kind of funny and stuff. And uh, there you go. That's it. I, just, I wrote a bunch of stuff down, and as I'm looking at it, I'm like, I, I can't really remember the whole part of this joke, but I just wrote the funny part down. Me but too. anyway, it started off great, right? Uh-huh. It started off with him saying his name was Kyle. He's 42 years old, and he's Kyle. He's like, I'm on borrowed time. <laughs> Think about it. You ever met an old man named Kyle? You ever heard anybody <laughs> say, I'm going over to Grandpa Kyle's? <laughs> that was yeah. hilarious. I started off <laughs> laughing incredibly hard. He's talking about slowing down drinking, mm-hmm. and he was like, he was like, uh, unless you're an AA, you know, that's like, that's like, that's no drinking. Like you retired. Like I didn't retire from drinking. I just slowed down. <laughs> but that was good. I don't know why I laughed harder at that before. Maybe because I got a little problem myself sometimes. <laughs> oh man, but we you've all done that too. You yeah. slowed down the drinking too. Absolutely. We all became a little Republican when we have to pay for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then he goes into that, that kind of goes into the, uh, you know, like you, you, yeah, you kind of become like a, more of a grown up or something like that. And you're like, and then he talked about like, uh, you know, you, you preach not taking shortcuts in life, you can't take shortcuts in life. And he's like, <laughs> and then those are the people that buy the Powerball tickets. Powerball tickets. <laughs> can't take shortcuts in life. Well, you can't, can't pass that up. $100 million. You can't pass that up. I'm going to throw some money at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
he he uh referenced uh like one of mitch hedberg's most famous jokes yes donut yeah. i love that yeah um oh man the margaritaville stuff was was pretty that was good. good i laughed at that i can't remember how the joke went but he was talking about i don't know how much things cost and he's like it could be i don't know a hundred thousand dollars or i don't know seven grapes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that his his word choice is unbelievable that i forget what, what the joke was about but he said something like uh riding a unicycle juggling penguins or yeah something. yeah yeah oh my gosh oh man just oh, for the obscure uh the when, obscure stuff when he so the next thing i've written down was when he was talking about bats <laughs> yeah 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 so the ones that don't get much sleep, <laughs> I ones that don't get much sleep. I wrote it down. I'm gonna say it. I don't care. I am gonna start using this anytime I'm tired and somebody's around. Be like, man, I'm as tired as a big dick bat. I <laughs> 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 mean, think about it. Bat sleep. He, he like goes and explains the bat sleep upside down. We're just trying to get to sleep and just hitting you in the face constantly the whole time you're laying there. And they start talking about. You know, and they don't have very good uh, bloodstream or what do they call it? <laughs> Cardiovascular system. So if he gets hard on, he could die. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to fly around thinking about baseball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, which jumped right into uh, the <laughs> talking about uh, comedy used to be fun till everybody started pulling theirs out. <laughs> and yeah. he said, I don't think I've ever sexually assaulted anyone but i have but i have pet the hell out of a service dog <laughs> the way he said it was so your, great your vest says no but your but body, body says, says yes <laughs> <laughs> oh so good uh i liked the uh some of the stuff with the getting uh kicked out of canada basically where he was at the calgary airport yeah and they made him leave um or they wouldn't let him in or whatever. So, uh, and he said, he talked about like, it's not that great. The best thing they got going is this ra- rodeo. They got yeah, the yeah. rodeo. Guy might sit on a horse for a little while. I wrote down a guy might sit on a horse so for a little that. while. So <laughs> You've been to our rodeo? A guy might sit on a horse, horse for a little while. <laughs> oh. He comes back and he's like, oh, you know, you come back, you got to come back to the rodeo. You know, in the rodeo, you might see a guy sit on a horse for a little while. He was talking about uh, speaking of stereotypes, Canadian stereotype. Talking about the two like security guys, I yeah, guess basically it sound like Mounties or something. Yeah, but he's like, he's like, he's like, these guys were more stereotyped than if you thought of the most stereotypical. <laughs> he's like, if you thought of a of a maple syrup filled <laughs> moose with, uh, I forget what the whole thing was. Uh, oh man, that was really funny. Oh, um, <laughs> a, a maple, maple syrup filled moose. With uh, I don't know, speaking French and apologizing to everybody, I something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was funny. I mean, I thought the whole thing was funny. There wasn't really a whole lot of stretches where I was like, eh, "Okay, let's get to the next thing." He's talking about his mom whispering to, talking to ghosts or whatever. You know, she just what's going through her head. He said, "Having, you know, we're just sitting around having coffee. We're all three of us are having coffee, not saying a word to anybody like you're supposed to." Yeah. <laughs> Then I had to watch my father eat a banana. <laughs> Before the joke started, 
I wrote that down immediately. I was like, that's the, just the way he starts. Then I had to watch my father eat a banana. And then he starts talking about the banana. And oh my God. Let me ask you that. Have you ever eaten a banana like that? Unpeel the entire thing and just hold the banana in your hand? I hate bananas. Oh yeah, that's right. I hate that's bananas. Right. I, ha- I do eat them occasionally just because I know it's one of the few fruits that are usually in my house that I can yeah. go grab, but I really don't usually like them. But you can just, you know, grab one and take it with you. Uh, but no, never in my life have I ever, I mean, I've had a banana that like broke and you got to like grab the top sure. and you're like, oh crap. But I've never, neverly, neverly, never unpeeled a banana and held its naked body in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, go wash my hands because my hands are sticky. Yeah, it's so weird when people do that. Very, very weird. I don't <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never done that and would never. No, because if you just hold it for a second too long, it bruises and becomes mushy. Yeah. Like it's the most delicate fruit in the world. I, I don't want anything mushy. If it's got like the smallest brown or black spot on the outside, and I know that that means mush on the inside, no, no chance. Yeah. Not a chance in the world that I'm eating that. And if I have, even if there's not, if it doesn't start with that and I have a hard time with the peel, starting the peel, you screw the top up. Screw, yeah. I'm just breaking that top off. Yep, and gone. Yeah. I'm not a tech, like textures don't bug me. There's not a lot of textures where I can't, where I put some in my mouth and I'm like, oh my gosh, just, I, except for that soft banana. No chance. Gross, yeah. Zero, zero chance. No way. I I'm could like, eat a, a bruised part of an apple. I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> but banana. Yeah. that's i don't oh man it's like it's like eggs i was now. just about to say that <laughs> <laughs> all right we both had the uh the call back there <laughs> and that's a good way to end our comedy segment except we got to rate this thing yes we do i've got mine written down okay um and i'll let you go first if you want to rate it would you like to rate it first uh i didn't write it down so let me write it down right now i'm gonna go what did i give do you have by chance what i gave bill burr you gave him a 4.6. All right. There you go. I'm giving this a 4.6. You're kidding. I'm not kidding you. There you go. A four, four this point. is equal to Bill Burr or better. I agree with you. 4.6 for me as well. never stopped last. This again, when this, so I listen to a ton of Comedy Central on the radio. Like this dude is phenomenal. Yep. Every time he comes on on any of the serious uh, comedy stations, everything he's got is great. Yeah. There, there are a lot of, I feel like we talk about this stuff all the time, but I, there are a lot of specials that are good that I like, but I'm not laughing out loud at the them. entire time. Yeah. It, it was constant. Yeah. I, I'm, I was on my couch laughing hard out loud love several times. So great. Yeah. So anyway, good job. I could have went higher. I could have gone f- as high as four, eight. Like it was really good. That's I don't I can't. But I just wanted it. to give it what Bill's was because I laughed really hard at Bill Burr's too. So I figured yeah. I'd just stick him right there. Yeah, he's great. It's hard to put anybody above Bill Burr. He's one yeah. of the best right now. And I'm telling you, but this dude was right there with it. Yeah. That special at Red Rock would have killed. Yeah. Yep. There was a little bit of talking to the audience that got on my nerves for a second, which I didn't need in the audience and a lot of the audience talking. Yeah. Where it's that's like, always uh, all yeah. Yeah. Don't ruin the show. Uh, okay, so we have to pick a Mount Rushmore. <clears throat> excuse me, a Mount Rushmore and a comedy. Who's got what? Do I got the Mount Rushmore? I have the Mount Rushmore this week. Uh-huh. You're you're El- you were Elvis last week. Do you have a Mount Rushmore ready? 
Um, I, I can have one ready, yes. Well, if okay, I mean, either way, I'm good either way. I already know which one I'm doing. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. So I've also got a Mount Rushmore for the next for the week after that, too, ready to go. Okay. I'm pretty excited about it. Okay. I'm sticking with the music theme for my next was, Mount Rushmore. I was thinking the same thing. Can I tell you what mine was going to be? Yeah. Because if you don't do it now, I'm going to do it anyway. Oh. My my Mount Rushmore, I was listening to Rock the Bells Radio, which is... Uh, um, Metallica? No, Rock the Bells. Um, it's on Sirius Radio. It's a LL Cool J's radio station. And oh. It's a ton of like 80s and 90s hip hop. And uh, Too Short hosts a show every once in a while. And he did a show the other day that he only played songs that had Nate Dogg in them. Oh. <laughs> and when you start listening to Nate Dogg, like it doesn't have to be a Nate Dogg song, but just that mm. he did so many features. Absolutely. He yeah. was in some amazing songs from the 90s through the time he died. And it was 2018 or 14 or I don't know. He's been dead for a while now, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going Nate Dog, Nate Dog, uh, Mount Rushmore, Nate Dog songs. All right. So let's do. Um, I, I actually mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Um, and so, so we'll, it'll be two very different genres then. Cause I'm going Mount Rushmore of, and this is really just for me. Uh, I'm going Whitney Houston songs. Oh, I'm in for that 100%. Let's go. Good. All right. Mount Rushmore of Whitney Houston. And I- I rock out to Whitney so many times. We'll always love you. <laughs> we'll always love you. Uh, let's see here. All right. So you're doing Mount Rushmore, Whitney Houston. And I am, you know what we're going to do? Let's, let's just keep with the Whitney theme. Okay. Yep. Let's keep with the Whitney, uh, Whitney thing. And let's go to um, Whitney Cummings jokes Whitney Cummings jokes let's uh so I'm I'm kind of excited for her for this because we watched her last special a couple years ago we were both disappointed it wasn't that good we were both disappointed so I'm pumped up that this is going to be good I'm ready for this to be really good I saw her on I think it was Andrew Santino's podcast recently she's been making the rounds on all the podcasts and the way she was talking it sounds like this one's going to be better. It sounds like she's like kind of getting back to, you know, not, not being so like she's hit, she was very themed for a while. Mm-hmm. It seems like she's just trying to do just jokes now. You know, she had the she's whole gonna robot do the, thing. Yeah. That, that was, all it stupid. sounds like she's trying to get away from that stuff. Like so it won't be a hundred percent sexual or whatever. Maybe not. Yeah. But it will be sure. mostly because that's what she does. Right. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. So we got Whitney uh Cummings jokes and we have Whitney Houston for the Mount Rushmore Whitney, Whitney Week. Guys Whitney, Whitney week. week on the podcast next week, baby. Love, love Whitney Week. All right. Well this podcast is about to be two hours long. Woo. Yeah. This one got away from us a little bit. We knew we had a lot of stuff. They it's tomorrow, isn't it? It is tomorrow. <laughs> it is tomorrow. Uh so on that note, let's just let's just get the heck out of here. Whitney Houston, Whitney Cummings great podcast today we've been gone for a couple weeks uh so i, I appreciate back. you had coming back it, it felt great feels good to be back uh so until next week don't forget to turn your headlights on
Little boy, act just very 